0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to the Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of the Connection, Lisa Demattis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And good morning, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to The Connection. I am one of your hosts, Ann Baldwin, President and CEO of Baldwin Media.
0: And I am Lisa Dematis Lapore, CEO
1: and President of The Connection. You know, it's interesting, Lisa. Here we are, like, what, three weeks from the last show where we both had a severe cold. Right. And we're still got it. And we're still sick. What is going on? I don't know. It's just horrible, isn't it? It is. <laughs> like, sound like nasal. I know, and we're blowing our nose all the time.
0: And <laughs> Every morning, my girlfriend, she calls me. She said, you sound really like garbage. I said, I love you too. Thanks a lot.
1: I know. We just can't seem to get over it. But I don't know. You know. If that's all we have to deal with, hey, we're that's, good. that's not bad. So you got to keep it in perspective, Out of all the right? evils, it's not
0: bad. It's, it's not what bad. What a beautiful morning. Right. Gorgeous it is. out.
1: Absolutely. So i got to tell you, um, I was at the Community Mental Health affiliates. Uh, run for recovery, run walk for recovery, and I can't tell you how many people came up and said, "Oh, we listen to you and Lisa every Sunday morning." Oh,
0: that's so great! Yes, it
1: was so nice. Oh, that's it was
0: wonderful. You know, that the weather was happy. rainy
1: and crappy, but you know, um, the people were there for, were there for the right reasons, and they said, "Yep, yeah, we wake up to you every Sunday morning. We love the show, so thank you."
0: Thank you to our listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. It is cool. I love to hear that. We always
1: wonder, like, who's up at five thirty in the morning? So, <laughs> you know.
0: Apparently, a lot of people. Apparently, a lot of people. Well, that's a good thing.
1: They want to get that full day in and be very productive. Very and productive. Go from there. So, how's your summer going?
0: Summer's going good. Busy, busy. Yeah, which it, is great. Yeah. And we're busy at the connection, and we're excited for all of you folks out there who called and followed up on becoming a foster parent. I know. Yay. Yeah. I know
1: because May was Foster Care was. Awareness Month, and so we had this whole campaign, this television campaign. And, you know, Joey Logano added his voice to that, NASCAR driver, Middletown homeboy. That's him. And, uh, boy, so that's, you know, so you got families from that. You got people who called who were interested. Yeah. So that's got to just be such a great feeling. It
0: was, and it was so cool because I'm driving on 84, my normal, you know, route back and forth to, uh, back and forth to the office. And I see the billboard and I'm like, wait. Hey, that's our logo. Look, it's Foster Care Month. Wow, we made it. And you didn't drive off the road? I didn't drive off the road, but it sort of catches you at a moment. And you're saying, isn't that, like, isn't this amazing that we're doing this such great work in Connecticut for families and children? And it makes you sit, you know, for a minute and say, I'm just so grateful. So grateful for the work that the agency does. So grateful that I've been there for so long. Grateful that we, when my staff continue this, you know trudging forward and helping people in Connecticut get healthy. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and you meet these kids, and they're just kids that just need a place to land, you know, a loving home. And, you know, as you sit there and look at your life, what's it all about? I know. You know, maybe your kids are grown. Maybe you're maybe you're single. Maybe you're alone. And, you know, you feel that you've got the ability to bring somebody into your life and to kind of guide them. You know, it's it's yeah. that mentoring. It's that, can you imagine where, where, I can't even, I'll talk about myself. I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't have the foundation of the family that I have, right? If I didn't yep. ha- grow up in a definitely. loving home, you know, was it perfect? Hell no. I mean, far from perfect. It, we definitely had our issues. But I also look at that as a blessing. Because it's for true. me, it's the foundation, right? It,
0: it really is. You yeah. know, and
1: I tell my kids who, you know, they were older when they dealt with my alcoholism and my my rehab and my recovery. Um, my daughter was in college and my son was already gone. And I said, you know, I, it stinks that you went through that, that you saw your mom yep. fall down like that, but it also look at it as a blessing because I've gotten into recovery and look at this now as another brick in your foundation. True. True. Because how many people do you know? You can you could use these excuses. Well, oh, you know, my dad was this, and that's why I did that. Or this is my reason. You know, all these excuses why you can't do what you want to do in life. It's true, but don't do that. I mean, just change your way of thinking. Well, and I, that's what I love about the program. I don't mean to keep ranting here, but that's what I love about my recovery program. Is it because it is one day at a time and it's, and it's the serenity prayer, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to to change the the things things I I can. can. I say that all the time. I know. And you're not, and you're not
0: in recovery. I'm not, but it applies to so many things in your life, like struggles, if you think about it. So that's one of my favorite passages really, really is. And it's interesting when you talk about family, because I had this uh, super heart to heart Uh, with my 15 soon to be 25 year old son the other day about (laughs) family and friends and the meaning of that and what that really is all about. And uh, we talked about, you know, we have, we actually have a very small family in size, but what we talked about was all those other people in our life who are like family and um, really the importance of that. And so it's interesting that, you know, he brought up that conversation with me about family and how important it is and Looking at He brought it up. Things. He did because we have some stuff going on—an extended family that's pretty upsetting to him right now, and he's trying to put it into perspective. And he's—he's so, he's really mature for his age, but at the same time, you know, you sort of want to keep that. You know, because he sees the world, he's starting to see the world in a different way now. But you still want to keep him open to opportunity and possibilities, and not get tarnished. But we know that you know he hasn't fallen down enough times yet, and just hope he'll get back up. But it was really heart to heart. It was I was shocked when he brought up the brought it up to me. I I cried the whole next day. I called my uncle in New York City, and I just was wept. And he's like, "You're doing a great thing. Imagine that your son feels." So loved and safe that he could bring these things up to you in a conversation um, where, you know, we talked about who we were and where we came from. We could never do that in our house. But still, you know, you love your kids and, you know, they have struggles and it's not easy. And, you know, he shares with me stories of, you know, drugs and stuff that go on in even his school, which is crazy. And, um, you know, just keep that dialogue going. You have to, and and to
1: imagine that you got your 15 year old son to start a conversation and sit down and talk to you for an extended period of time. That in itself is unbelievable, especially in today's age. That's such a great thing. But I had to sit, you know how
0: you have to sit there when I'm sure we all face that. And someone is that you love so much is telling you something and you just inside the tears are rolling down the back of your throat, but you'd have to sort of sit there, um, and, you know, but it was all good, but it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was it is hard. hard. It was a hard, it was a hard conversation.
1: And I feel that, you know, we don't communicate enough, you know, with our kids, with our family, with each other. There's so many distractions now, right? I, I mean, just walk down the street. Everybody's got their damn head down in their cell phone and, you it's know, no, nobody, and when you, when you talk to people, are they really listening to you? Are they looking you in the eye? Are they hearing what you're saying? And, and like you, Lisa, with both of my kids. Open communication. My daughter, you know who's now what is she? Twenty five. Still tells me everything, and I'm starting this with my granddaughter. I mean, she's in Texas, but we FaceTime all the That's time. That's great. And you know, she it was hilarious because um, my daughter's divorced, and she's with her dad for the summer and his wife. And she FaceTimed me last night, and she was in a closet. She goes, "I have to tell you something," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "Jessica's meatballs were horrible." <laughs> She goes, Grammy, they were hard as a rock, and they were really burnt, and the spaghetti noodles were cold. What, did you start laughing? That is hysterical. Well, I was just hoping that Jessica couldn't hear that. You know? Oh, that is so funny. Out of the mouth of babe. But, you know, I just love it. It's like, whatever you want to tell me, tell me. And then, of course, I hung up the phone. I called my daughter right away. I'm like, guess what? You know, she hated Jessica's meatballs and spaghetti.
0: That is so hysterical, isn't it? I love it.
1: We had a great moment with that. She's so cute. She is cute, but that's the thing. And I just, my heart just aches sometimes for what these kids are going through today you know you talk about your son and you talk about the drugs that are going on and you know I do a lot of crisis communication and public relations for school systems and I see that and I see so many other issues and these young people that are out there that don't have a mom to say can I sit down and talk to you for a few minutes about x or y and you know it doesn't you don't have to raise them their whole life to establish a relationship no right right absolutely not I mean i I've act i mean it's not officially that I have um fostered, but I kind of fostered yes. a young man for quite a while yes and a uh, forty five year old guy you know who just has no one has no family um you know got into some alcohol issues, ended up in jail and was homeless with no one so where did he go? He came to me I know and it it does you just kind of feel for this person and you want to do what you can to get him you know, back up and out and on their feet they, people need that kind of support. They really do. You should never be alone. I agree. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing how many people are though. And that's why it's so important to figure out what you can do and how you can give back. Yeah. That's why, you know,
0: like I said, it was really heartwarming and a lot of gratitude from my staff uh, when we, you know, we're just, we're talking about the foster care month because so many people called and really, and reached out and it's such a, a rewarding thing.
1: You know, and I don't know how you do it sometimes. And I think we all have, like, for example, I do crisis communication, right? So my brain's on, my phone's on 24-7. Yeah. All right? And you never know what's going to come oh. up. I mean, it's just, and I'm going to write a book sometime called You Can't Make This Shh, I up. know. Sh Exactly. I can't say the word, but you know what I mean. It's true. But you do the same thing. You know, it's a connection. You deal with everything from from homelessness to people coming out of incarceration to, um, you know, foster care, mental illness. Am I missing anything? I mean, the list is this long, right? Right. And and so that's a lot for you to take on too, because you're running this organization that needs, that needs you. And all these services that you're trying to provide to better our community and that you do a great job at, but that's a lot on your head too. That's a lot on your back.
0: It's really about, the staff. And that's why it's so important to me to be in contact with all the staff. And they call me uh, personally when there's a crisis happening at a program and they talk to me about it. And I think one of the best things that you can do as a CEO is listen to what your staff are saying. And to have compassion and to remember what it's like working with folks that have these issues and to really be there. And having done that work, I keep that close to my heart because if I ever ever forget what that's like, I really shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't be sitting in this, sitting up there, right, Mm -hmm. leading an organization if I don't understand what the struggles are and how difficult the work is. And so I think when I hear staff call me and they're calm, but they're telling me all this, I do say, how are you doing? And I, I think sometimes they're surprised that I ask that question. And sometimes they'll cry. And sometimes, you know, I'll just let them vent and sort of talk about how difficult it is because they take so much pride in their work and helping other people. And, If someone, you know, relapses or takes a step back or there's an issue, it's really easy to blame yourself and say, how could I have prevented this Mm -hmm. if I'm in this person's life? Right. So, you know, it's just really um, applauding the staff and the work they do and also giving them the training and support that they need to do the, the work because otherwise we couldn't do this work. For all of my peers out there. It's all really about your staff.
1: Right. You have to have good people around you. You have to. And you know the other thing that I admire about you? It's like I make a – and I've thought about this. I make a correlation between my days in television news. Yeah. Where I started in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay? Really? As a fat weather girl. That was my first job in TV. Seriously. So here I am in Cheyenne. And back then Cheyenne was just like this desolate, you know, there was cowboys and cows, which I kinda like the cowboy part. But anyway. (laughs) So, you know, and then I went from there to Springfield, Massachusetts, where I was a weekend anchor and a reporter. My point is I went to the from the I mean starving, Cheyenne, Wyoming like oh my gosh, I had to live in some crazy places because I couldn't afford anything else. Uh,
0: why did you go out? How did you? Because learn? you had to
1: start somewhere you had uh, to learn the ropes, right? okay so that was the first place that I learned the ropes there and then from there I moved to a bigger market and the bigger market means you make more money, but you get some more experience there and you move to a larger market. So that's the way it's done and that what that's what make- made me, I believe an effective news reporter is that I paid my dues, I learned, as I went along, and you've done the same thing at The Connection. Yeah. You started in the programs, I did. many of the programs, and I did. you've worked your way up to where you're at today. So you understand what it's like to be in the other positions. I do. And what a great place to come from, and what a great place to lead from.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a great experience. You know, I love going to the programs and talking to the staff and seeing the clients, but not show up at the program to criticize just to be really supportive and um, to give them encouragement and to hear about what, you know, what's happening with them.
1: You know, it's interesting because there's so many people, there are so many people that don't take those steps, that don't know what it's like in the programs or don't know what it's like in a smaller market of news. So I see people now that might, you know, get out of a good college and start in, let's say, for example, the Hartford market. And it doesn't work because you know what? They don't know they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And I can tell a reporter who hasn't paid their dues and and worked their way up to the one that just got poof, put into this market. And it's horrifying. Just like I'm sure in your business, someone who, you know, might have 500 degrees and is in a leadership position, but doesn't understand the steps that it takes to get there or what the people are doing in the organization that they're running. Agreed. You have
0: to know how to talk to people too, right? You have to understand and be able to adapt to every situation that comes your way. And I'm sure that's, I don't know how you did all that work. I'm, you know, it's pretty amazing to me because you have to be on the spot that minute, ready to go, you know, for anything, anything that could come your way, right? It's sort of similar.
1: But see, that's what I love about what I do now. So you walk into a newsroom in the morning, right? You never know what you're going to be up against. You don't know what your assignment is going to be. You don't know who's going to shoot who. You don't know what house is going to burn down. You don't know. You just, it's just like, okay, what am I getting today? And then you go and you do it. Right. And you, you, you know, you have to know a little bit about everything. There's a big learning curve there, but it's just like what I do now. And that's what I love about it. When I walked in this door yesterday, let's use yesterday as an example, I, had, I knew I was going to be in an editorial board meeting with a client. That was on my schedule. Yep. But going over to the Capitol where bills were going to be vetoed and all this stuff going on and putting my clients in front of, you know, a huge group of news reporters, that wasn't on my agenda. But that's what I did. You know, and then the call on the crisis, that wasn't on my agenda, but that's what I did. And I love that. I love the variety. I love the challenge of step back, think it through, strategize, how do you move the situation forward? Yeah. And that's exactly what you do in a different way. Exactly.
0: And I would be really bored if I just had the same mundane. I couldn't do, for me, I just couldn't do that. Me neither. I like the excitement of who knows what's up next.
1: <laughs> no. That,
0: that tackle it.
1: You just don't know. No. And, and it is, it's, it's very, very, but it can also be consuming. And I think that's where folks like you and I have to be careful.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why we're still sick We're run down. I don't know.
1: I don't know either, but that's why we need sunshine and vacations, and you're going to be going to Florida. Wait!
0: Oh, I can't wait.
1: That's fantastic. I'm getting ready to go to my 40th high school reunion. Mine's coming up too. Your 40th? Yeah. Yeah, That's right. We're the same age. Yep. So where is yours going to be?
0: Hampton High School. Hampton High School, class of 1978. Good morning. Yeah.
1: 78. We are great. 78. (laughs) We are great. Yeah.
0: Mine's coming up too. So they're having it at, I think, Brooksvale or Sleeping Giant Park. And then they're... Wait, you
1: can't go there. There are any trees left. Well,
0: somewhere. <laughs> and the, there's, they're having like an informal, you know, sort of get together. And then at night they're having cocktails and, um, you know, get together after that. So I'm going to probably going to hit the evening event. My, but I'm still... Are early. you taking your husband?
1: I don't know. Don't. I don't think so. No. Don't take your husband.
0: I think I just want to see um, oh, yeah. all my old friends. and <laughs> But I still have friends of mine that are still married, yeah. high school sweethearts. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? That's good. Yeah, good there was for them. a bunch of us, like five of, or six, seven of us. I'm the only one <laughs> who didn't stay with my high school sweetheart. But the rest of them are all still together. Well, good. So they're all going to be there. And That's- then I reconnected with a really uh, old friend of mine um, recently because I saw this mom pass and I called him and we got caught up, so. He and I might go there, you know, meet solo, get caught up. So it'll be fun.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Oh, no, that's. Warning,
1: warning. No, that, Maybe that, you should take your husband. No, that should passed. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, I, I dated my high school sweetheart for 14 years. Really? 14 years. But he was a class ahead of me. So that's where it's kind of, you know, I, I just kind of out of curiosity, I'd like to see him again. So anyway, mine's in Colorado and I'm going to be going out to that and you know, it's it's That's interesting cool. with Facebook, you can kind of see who's going to be there and stuff and you know, it's always interesting. It won't be as interesting because I don't drink anymore, but it'll still be interesting.
0: It'll be fun. Do <laughs> you know how many are going? Cuz we my class was we had one of if not the largest graduating class at Hamden High School. So, yeah, I don't know how many I don't know how many are going.
1: Yeah, I don't either. It, you know, and, and I still keep in touch with my high school girlfriends. There were like six of us, so we still do things together. So I'll get to see them again. And then whoever else, it, it's a bonus, right? Yeah. But you should go. You shouldn't, you know. Wanna you want to go. Yeah, you got to revisit your past sometimes and reminisce and go back to how things used to be. And although the, on the, it was the 30th reunion, they had name tags with our high school yearbook picture. photo oh picture God. in it. That was horrifying. I hope they don't do that again. But anyway yeah so we're looking forward to that. We've both got our reunions coming up, and you know hopefully people are out there enjoying your summer, and that's the other message too is that you know it's hard to take the time to slow down. I know we get into this right we get in it. I had a really interesting reality check last weekend when um one of my neighbors, the husband and wife, recently went into a nursing home. so I walked into their house. the son that they hardly ever talked to because they were at my house for every holiday. The, the family was just not connected. And you walked into the house. Everything's for sale. Everything. Ah. And I look around, and in this glass box are all of this guy's military medals. Like, he was, I, you know, I don't understand medals, but I know he was so proud of his military past and all these things. and. I just looked at his son. I go, you know, really? You're just going to sell these? And you're just... So I ended up buying like five of them. Really? Just because my kids had such a great relationship with him. Oh. I wanted to give them something. And then the mother was uh, an unbelievable watercolor artist. Oh. And there were her beautiful frame paintings, 10 bucks each hanging on the wall. I just got so sad. So I bought a couple of those for my daughter. Then that same day, and I'm not a big take sale person. Then I go to another one. And I'm like, everything's for sale in this other house. And I go, what happened? Did the person pass? And the lady goes, no, it's me. Least this is my house. Um, I'm selling everything and I'm moving to Florida. So my point is, here's all this stuff, yep. right? All this stuff that you think is so important in your life I and that right. you accumulate. I mean, from her dresses in her closet, to the quilts that she made, to the paintings, to everything that's meant so much to her for people just to rummage through. And here's two bucks, here's three bucks and... And I kind of just stood back and went, reality check. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it.
0: It's not really about the stuff. Well, some people get, but I know there's sentimental things that I would never, that I would want to keep.
1: Well, of course, but you know but what? Still. Is your son going to want it? No. So I collect paperweights. Oh God. I collect oh, you paper. Do? Oh yeah. I, never, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I have, I have probably, I don't even know, 200, 300 paperweights. And when I used to buy them, I would buy two. If I could find two, I'd buy two. And my kid said to me, why do you buy two? And I said, so when I pass away, you know, I can split the collection and you can have half Ashley and you can have half Dan. And they were both standing, I'll never forget this day, they were both standing together in the kitchen. And they just looked at each other and looked at me and they said, we don't want that crap. I was so sad. I'm like, you're kidding. You don't want my paperweights, which I just think are the best things <laughs> in the world. So I've stopped. But still, so what's going to happen to these paperweights? And another paperweight story. So I saw online, and this is what I'm doing. I've already got it, I got to write it down, though. So I saw where you can have a paper made, paperweight made with your ashes in it when you're well, cremated. You're kidding. No, they sell them. They're like 80 bucks. Wow. A piece. So when I'm, when I'm cremated, I'm going to have my ashes put into this paperweight, paperweights. Um, but it's not going to be like for everybody who walks out the door, like take your paperweight <laughs> and take some of hand and go home, you know. <laughs> it's going to be, I think I'm just going to give it to certain fans. Because I don't know how many ashes you get out of a body either. You know, I don't know how many. I have no clue. I have no clue. So that's what I'm going to do. So that is going to be kind of my legacy, the paperweight.
0: That's cool, isn't it? Kind of cool. I like that. Do you want one? Yes, I do. Okay, but you're not allowed to go anywhere. No, we're All not right. going in. I'm not going anywhere. We need that's to be around plan. for a while. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean
1: that's my intention. But you that's know, you got to have a plan. You got to think ahead. That's true. So well,
0: you're also right about that material things. What's really important in life? At The end of the day, what's really what makes people happy? What is it?
1: Right. What is it? You know, and it's those memorable moments, like the conversation that you had with your son and what you shared with me before we started the show, that your son said he wants to go to Florida with you instead of hanging back with his friends. I know. That is what life's about. Exactly. Right?
0: Yeah, I was, oh, you do? Yeah, Mom, I think I want to leave with you early. Okay, let's do
1: it. So that's awesome. Yeah, because they go through that stage. I remember, especially my son did, where they don't really want to be around Mom. They don't want anything to do with Mom. And now my son is 30, And I just, we have the best relationship. And it's, I love you at the end of every conversation. And so, and I think part of that is because what we've been through in our lives, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: He hit some tough spots. I mean, nothing bad, but I definitely hit some tough spots. And I think that's what makes us all stronger. And that's what makes the family unit, which is so important, um, so much stronger. Instead of criticizing people for their faults, it's help them get through those difficult times. That's what it really should be about. Well, I think,
0: I think it shows strength and, uh, resilience. That's what my son always tells me because I got sick many years ago and I, you know, like I was misdiagnosed and it was really scary until I was correctly diagnosed and it impacted him, hit him after. It was pretty hard to keep it a secret, Mm -hmm. but his, his response now is, you know, I see that as, You have so much, you know, strength and you, you got through that and you don't let certain things define you, you know, and you just keep moving ahead. And that's like anything, right?
1: It is. But, you know, I believe there's people out there that maybe haven't gone through what you went through with your health, what I went through with my alcoholism and my rehab. So we've really had to go through some difficult times and get over some big hurdles, right? Right. And sometimes... You know, my hurdle, I feel, is big. I don't know how you feel about your hurdle. But it might be that, you know, somebody went to their gas station and it was closed or, or the ATM machine and that's their hurdle. Put it in perspective, folks. There are bigger hurdles out there. Trust you me. Know,
0: you know, I, I, I just thought of something that just made me so crazy. That when I was going through this issue, this health thing, there was a mom um, of one of the kids that Nico went to school with. And she um, was complaining about something about an email, and she was going on about an email that didn't get delivered, like her life was over, right? And I was going through this thing, you know, didn't know what was going on with me, and she kept going on, and I had to shut her down. And I said, okay, let's put this into perspective. And I told her what I was dealing with, and she just broke down in tears. She goes, you're absolutely right. I am so blessed that everything, you know, because, I mean, I think we all get caught up in that every day, right? Oh, this, that. But really, this is not, what are, that's not the big, what's the big stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a big thing. It's an email.
1: Right. But I know I need people to check me on that. Sometimes I'll get into my own head and I'll get into my own, you know, stuff And I'll need someone to say, put, you know, let's put that in perspective and, and to help other people do that. Let's, we talked about my granddaughter before and, and I'll, when I FaceTime her, I'll say, you know, um, what was your sunshine moment today? Oh, I
0: love that. And so
1: she'll tell me what her sunshine moment was. And then she says to me, do you want to know what the pit was? She calls it the pit. Oh. And she'll tell me about her pit. What was the worst part of your day? You know, did this this boy was being annoying at school or whatever <laughs> it might be. So, you know, just bringing that out in people and being around people that have those sunshine moments and focusing on the sunshine moments because we've all got our stuff. We and do. who wants to be around that? Who wants to be around negativity all the time? You know, it's just such a downer. And that's frankly, that's why I have very few girlfriends. I can't take it, man. Women are the worst. I That's my personal opinion. Women are the worst and they, you know, just get over your stuff. It's really not that big a deal. It isn't. So really hot, I have more boyfriends—not boyfriends, boy but boyfriends—just because guys, you can say, you know what, get over it, or stop, cut the crap, or you know, and they're not, their feelings aren't hurt, and they're not, you know, going all over social media. You hurt my feelings, you know. It's just, actually, frankly, gay men are the best. They're the best people to hang out with because they get both sides of the issue, so it's perfect. So anyway, this was a this was an interesting conversation. We just wanted to like let you get to know us a little yeah. bit, right? Free flow. Free flow. What do we That's call it? Uh so we call this Anne and Lisa Raw. 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 And you know the other thing is we'd like <laughs> not, to- not like Howard Stern. <laughs> Is that what he calls his house? I don't crazy? know. I don't know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy that's very interesting. but we, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. No. And also, we want to hear from you. If you would like to contact us, you can uh, email me at ann at baldwinmedia.net. And The Connection also has a website, theconnectioninc.org. And, you know, interesting topics, if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about, we deal with mental health issues, we talk about folks coming out of incarceration, we talk about youth issues, um, mental illness, addiction. You know, there's so much that we can talk about, and we want to make it interesting, too, for our listeners, so we're always open to suggestions, just don't be mean. Don't be mean to us. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. All right. Well, hopefully, Lisa, by the next time we do another show, we'll be over our colds. We'll be over our colds. Should we work on that?
0: We'll be over our colds. Vitamin C and whatever we got to do. And I will be very tan and
1: very happy. Okay, good. I'll be rejuvenated. You're always always happy. I'll be rejuvenated. Right. And we hope that all of you have a happy day. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Connection on WTIC News Talk 1080. Long way the rainbow, way up high, a land that I heard of once, once another We get it. Attention spans just